1: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
2: You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is
3: Paul Hawksby.
0: And this is Max Rushkin.
3: And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, with Brighton and Fulham in action last night, we spoke to representatives of both clubs among the fans. We did. We tried tried to set up a rivalry. Yeah, we did. We tried to... uh, There was no needle involved. They're just two very nice clubs and two very nice people, so you'll hear from them. Uh, We also chatted to comedian Dane Baptiste, a big Arsenal fan. He was talking a bit of football and telling us about his new show... And we had a birthday spread. Extraordinary
0: birthday spread.
3: And you got involved uh, as well, not in the birthday spread, but in lots of other stuff. So uh, we're some of your fine emails, texts, and uh, we talked about the idea of footballers knowing more about their clubs, courtesy of good old Harry Maguire. Here it all is.
0: Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Max. Yes, good afternoon Paul. I was just hearing Jake in the in the news saying ministers are watching to see if uh, you know footballers are going to hug each other. I mean presumably, you know Matt Hancock, Gavin Williamson and Rishi like you know, have got more important things to do than check. And I know lots of people are it's just not comparable. I saw her Moose was on breakfast it was tweeted out saying, you know Hugging your mum is, you know, we all want to hug our parents and our brothers and sisters. It's just not comparable. Unless your mum has put one on a plate for you in the last minute against Actonians, it's a different 08, emotion. oh <laughs> But yeah. it is a different emotion. It's, it's, different. it's a release. It's a learnt behaviour of footballers. I think it's a... Should they be doing it? You know, every little helps in this. Probably yeah. not. Is it what's affected the spread of it? Or is that the fact that people are able to see each other on Christmas Day? What do you think was more important? I think it's a complete smokescreen. Like Rory Smith tweeted... It's it's, it's the same as scotch eggs. You know, if we're <laughs> going to spend time talking about what's happening in the country, it shouldn't be on whether, you know, Harry Kane hugs Reggie on after that. Well, you've chosen header. a very bad example there, yeah. haven't you, really? <laughs> well, I think because
3: he, he did high five and keep a bit of social distance. And we've all had to learn new habits. I suppose one way of looking at it would be that uh, footballers could potentially do that as well. We've all been in situations where we want to engage with someone emotionally mm. and we check ourselves. Mm-hmm. We
0: can all do it whether on a football pitch or not. I agree. I just think the comparison between, you know, when I go and see my parents... I walk in the front door. Pre, yeah. This is pre-pandemic time, yeah. before someone runs me. I put my it's, bag down, I take mm. my coat off. I say, all right, Mum, all right, Dad, shall I put the kettle on? Yeah. Then I give them a hug. It's not like I've just rattled one in off the bar and then I run up my, and I jump into my mum's arms and she holds me and then my dad ruffles my head. It's just, they're not comparable things. Well,
3: you do a, a kind of quite choreographed <laughs> yeah. routine. I, I reel my dad in like
0: a fish. You'd, work, yes. you'd
3: worked on. Absolutely. Anyway, anyway, Paul,
0: I did, you know, obviously yeah. Andy's not doing every day and people enjoy it when Andy... Comes comes off his long run when Chelsea lose yeah. or don't perform and you know it was an accident waiting to happen wasn't it that Fulham equaliser and I, I sort of feel I want to draw out the the angry Paul Hawkspear we, we know it's in there somewhere well at this point if,
3: in Andy's stead I should say that I hope Fulham don't win another game ever and they go down <laughs> even though I don't actually feel like that at all and that Tottenham will be in the blue square uh, it, that bad it's a league that doesn't exist within five years but I don't think any of those things but uh, um, I'm, it's interesting, my son who, was, who had to work late last night, he, my youngest boy, and he couldn't watch the game, so he said, uh, how's it looking? About 70 minutes, and I said, well it's actually looking like we're in danger of equalising in the next 10 minutes uh, and there'll be no time left for us to get an equalizer when he suddenly decides to sling on three attackers. So I said, you know, the usual. Yeah. And what happened? Um, I think we could all see it coming, and we're back in that situation. Just Jose again, he said uh, yesterday, he kinda says it was bad work by the players. Nothing, nothing to do with me gov. The players didn't do their jobs. He says some things are to do with organization of the team, but other things are to do with individual skills and ability. And it's as simple as that. Well, it's also to do with attitude, approach, intent, and team selection. Absolutely. And I think he came up short in quite a few and, of those and the areas. Challenges.
0: And look, look, Spurs attack until they score. So last night they attacked until when did he score? Half an hour in, something like that. Yeah. You know they attacked, and the, but against Wolves they attacked until they scored, which was one minute. Mm. And then they just don't control the game. I mean, Fulham did play well, but like you said before the show, Spurs let. They did let. I mean, we've we've heard this a lot from teams who've played
3: Spurs. They said, well, they deserve their equaliser. They had so much of the ball. They had so much possession. But so what? If you stand off a team and you yeah. give them 65% of the ball for about 40 minutes, I mean, Polytechnic, your boys would <laughs> well, look good, steady, really. Steady. No one's going to take the ball <laughs> off you. They're just sitting there. It, <laughs> It's a frustration that uh, Jamie O'Hara was on breakfast talking about it. We don't quite have the defence that he's been used to over the years to play that way, yet still we play that way. Maybe it is the players doing it themselves. It it would be very odd that that they would completely defy all of his instructions and go out there and plan that way. If you're 2-0 up, play that way. It's not easy on the eye. It's not great to watch, but if you're 2-0 up, I think most people would take that. If you're one 0 up, there's always a chance that a team who've got a lot of the ball and are on the front foot it emboldens teams. Totally, totally. The you way that Tottenham confidence. play, of course yeah. it does. You know, if Tottenham had scored a, had gone and got a second goal and possibly even a third that would have been it um, Scott Park would have been thinking I oh, will get through this one and we'll go again Can and I... a lot of the players mentally would have been as well but agree. at 1-0 with a lot of lot of the ball and a chance to play themselves into a game like other teams they will always do that it, it is incredibly frustrating the and the, the team selection. When well, I think all Tottenham fans looked at the team, thought, "Probably can we get a couple more defensive midfield <laughs> players in there?" Sissoko <laughs> on right wing and Winks and Ndombele. And you are thinking, "What's the thinking here?" With well, they, they did have some attacking options there. Are you are oh, you
0: saying Steve, uh, Jose out, Steve Bruce in to make us more
3: attacking? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was a very similar conversation yeah. to the one we had with Oscar Paul yesterday about about Newcastle when their game against Sheffield United. And I did love that first moment of the second half. When Musa um, went on this incredible run, it what he looked like, and, and he was desperate for someone to tackle him because he knew any minute he was going to he was going to hit it over the bar.
0: Well, the one when he just ran out of pitch.
3: Yeah, he just he just kept running. It was, do you know, like it was almost like a bunch of mates had had an afternoon in the pub and they and and they started talking about the goal that Maradona scored in '86 against England, the second goal. And one of them said, "Go on, I'll show you." and then went out and then weaved like an old drunk from the right hand side edging towards the goal it was like a, a drunken phoenix from the flames it was i mean it, you know most of us thinking oh please tackle me i'm only going to be embarrassed myself in a minute when i try and shoot thankfully someone put him out of his misery and look, i'm not blaming him I, I don't think he should be on the right wing if you're going to make attacking changes make them before the other team have equalized tottenham team to sit there and wait for the other team to equalize Um, I I don't quite know what the answer is but I I do not think the manager uh, is blameless he's got to go no I'm not saying that that. he just just isn't blameless you know this is not about players I tell the players to go and do this they don't do it that's not my fault Um, I think we could see quite a lot of other things yesterday that you could put down to the manager God it's a hard watch as well not because it's not great to watch there's moments of it there's a lovely goal brilliant cross by Regan great ball um, by Hoybier and a fantastic header, but we don't really see enough of that in games. A lot of it is no, just sitting boring. back and it's soaking boring. it up. It's boring it, to yeah. watch, and it's very tense at one nil. Yeah. It's heart attack country. Every game is the same. It's Pucks-a-tawny Phil Mourinho. <laughs> it's Groundhog Day. I think you did a great job. That was uh, I enjoyed that. Okay, well, I,
0: by so the way, Fulham cathartic. lose
3: every game for the rest of the season. We'll be in the blue square
0: within... No, did you I don't, find it you I, find I don't, cathartic? I don't believe that from like Fulham, actually. Did you find letting that out cathartic um, or not really? Yeah, maybe. Okay,
3: maybe as I said, I've got nothing stunningly original to bring to you. If you want it, every Tottenham fan is saying exactly the same thing on any social media outlet or phone in that you like. So I can't bring anything stunningly original to the party. I can just vent in the way that they do, really.
0: I'm getting a lot of criticism for saying you can't compare the two. It doesn't mean... You can have a really serious debate about whether football should carry on. I I totally understand that debate about, you know, hugging people. Mm. You know, I I can totally understand people saying it shouldn't happen at all. But whether they hug each other or not, when they're in dressing rooms together, when they're travelling together and all these things it's that's not you know that isn't the biggest issue i understand you know lots of people in very difficult positions we all want to hug our families don't don't understand this wrong it's just comparing that moment to our all our family situations is it's just they're just different.
3: Surely the mindset of every player should be celebrate a goal like you're playing against one of your old clubs. <laughs> Absolutely right. Yeah. And then it's like you put your hands in the air and and you don't celebrate at all. You put your, your you apologise to a non-existent crowd and you just walk
0: away, uh, pushing away your teammates. It's true, except for Will Grigg who once I can't remember who he was playing against, but or, he did that hands in the air. I all, gonna, of course. Well, not out of by all. But Will Grigg Will Grigg lulled the opposition by putting his hands in the air and they all went, oh that's very respectful. Then he ran off celebrating. Right.
3: I can't remember <laughs> who playing again. so he apologised but then he, had, he did it anyway yeah. the
2: Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport
3: we asked you early on for some things that weren't in your job description thank you for all of those we'll, we'll get through those certainly over the next uh, hour and a bit but um, I noticed a little transfer we can't make him on the transfers later but transfer story of the day involved a young Chelsea uh, player who has uh, made a permanent transfer to the league one side MK Dons his name is Charlie Brown ok is Charlie Brown does that, does that mean That's, anything uh, to you P- Nuts, Snoopy, right? That's good. It's, yeah, that's interesting because I was. It's a bit of a cultural reference, and it did strike me that wouldn't it be brilliant to to follow Charlie now that he's gone to MK Dons in cartoon form with a series that we're calling "You're Going to MK Dons, Charlie Brown."
0: <laughs> that's the Charlie Brown music. Yeah, you see that, that, doesn't, that, 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 doesn't, that doesn't that doesn't, it doesn't register. It was really early on. I was saying to you earlier, wasn't yeah. I, Paul? That. I am a listen to this program. If I'm not doing it, I'm listening to it. I think it's. I think you do a very good radio program, Paul. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and there are lots of references that go completely over my head. Yeah. And obviously, I think for people who understand the references, they're very pleased with it because they're part of the show. And for those who don't get it, it's good for me because it makes me feel young. That's good. And I don't often feel young. That's no, like so it. So works it makes both it, oh ways. I don't get that. I feel and, really yeah. young. And when Martin was on and the three yeah. of you together, I've not got a clue what you're talking about. But I find it thoroughly entertaining. On, the, on that subject of not picking up on the
3: references, we had a. Clue last Friday Andy Goldstein was chatting to Jamie O'Hara I don't know if you
0: heard it did you I did hear this <laughs> Let's, if you didn't hear it folks this was
3: uh, they got talking comedy and Andy had a few questions for Jamie you've like heard you of would... Morecambe and Wise yeah no Malcolm and Wise what? what was that beer Morecambe and Wise that nah, never heard of it
4: you've not heard of Morecambe and Eric Morecambe Ernie Wise you, you said you, I haven't heard of Malcolm and Wise so I wouldn't have heard of the other names
5: they're the same people right Tommy Cooper you've heard of no. <laughs> Tommy Cooper.
4: No, I don't know him. But they
3: old, though? Is that old? It's, it 70s and 80s. Yeah, so why would I know them? You know, Jason yeah. McIntyre, Lee Evans. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Jason McIntyre. Well, anyway, we went down that route. But it did strike me that um, when Jamie's back in management, whoever he's managing, you know, it may be that um, two players are scouted and they say, there's uh, two lads. Abs- I, uh, Jamie says, I've seen two lads. I want to sign them. It's a lad called Eric Morecambe <laughs> and another lad called Ernie Wise. <laughs> and there's a boy called Tommy Cooper I'm very interested in. And they could all walk into whichever dressing room that happens to be. And he said, boys, we brought in these three lads. Got Eric Morecambe, Ernie Wise, and Tommy Cooper. Say so out your new teammates. And there'd probably be a lot of young kids in there thinking... Yeah, that doesn't jar with me at all. <laughs> it might with totally right. the chairman and the board of Possibly. directors. <laughs> to be and fair, some of the
0: older fans. To be fair, Jamie, when he was doing his, you know, top five midfielders ever, this is when I upset Paul's goals and apologies if you're listening. Because I was saying, you know, he's on my, he's on table two for me, not table one. Yeah. Um, and I said, well, what you know, what about Platini? He went, oh, know, not my era. So it doesn't count. So, you know, <laughs> we know football began in 1992, but basically, you know, if it's not in the sphere of Jamie O'Hara, yeah. it doesn't exist. So I mean, it's a good way to live, I guess, it, isn't
3: it? it? But it did strike me that... they it's must not put they?
0: the telly on at Christmas once? Yeah. You know. <laughs> is it a beer? I That's think is, that was fantastic. I think it's more impressive to not know who Morgan yeah. Wise are. I mean, I, don't, I haven't seen a lot of their work, but I think to have got to that age without knowing any of them... Is, it does take some an achievement.
3: The Moose was all used to pride himself on never having watched one episode of The Simpsons. We're considering there's about 50... 50,000 of them and it's on it's pretty ubiquitous on the telly that does take some doing but it did strike me that there's sometimes a reference that means nothing to you and that could work both ways from a younger person to an older person and vice versa Mm. I mean you might have the surname Drake and uh, the, the, some kids may think, well, kids. Some people may think that's quite cool. But you're just a bloke called Fred Drake. <laughs> um, or Charlie Drake, if you want a really old reference. But sometimes, you know, the references work so both saying, ways. But, what, um, is your
0: name Jay-Z, but you don't understand why well, that's... Well, everybody, everybody
3: gets quite... They're, they're your initials. But anyway, it, it, it's by the by. But it did strike me that uh, I, I would love the idea of Jamie. He's never going to get
0: the Luton job, though, is he? <laughs> not having, not. Do you get that? Yes, oh, yeah I, yes, you do get, you that, get that, he said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Eric that. was a Luton I, I also like the fact that when we're working together, you just have to check each reference. Well, I was impressed <laughs> you said Peanuts and Charlie Brown
3: because it is very much of its time. This
0: is why you have such an advantage in the birthday spread. You're just a more experienced human. I'm you, no, I'm older, mate. You've been That's a human for longer. I'm older. Haven't you?
3: Now, something else that might get you going on, Brom is setting you to work. With. We will read these out. Have you heard about this computer programmer? He's got a digital wallet. It's got 159 <laughs> million pounds worth of Bitcoin yeah. in it. And he can't remember the password. He lives in San Francisco. Stay Stephen Thomas, and he's got two more goes. I mean, apart from it being an absolutely brilliant game show, but I don't quite know how you do it. Um, it it's a great idea. He's got two more goes uh, to get the, get the password right. And he's probably told, it strikes me, he's probably told a lot of people recently, and uh, he said, you know, you're not going to believe this, Dave, but I mean, if he's got mates called Dave, he might have. Probably. You're not going to believe this, uh, Eric, Ernie. Boys, you're not going to believe this, Tom. Um, I've got 150. I've got two more goes, and they're going, man, Stefan. That's that's wow. Oh, that's a lot of pressure. And there'll be a pause, and they'll go, "Have you tried S uh, S Thomas one? No, I've only got two more goes. Uh, have you tried Mum? Have you tried one, two, three, four? I mean, there must be a lot of
0: people saying, "Have you tried this? Have you tried that? I was at uh, I was a best man at a wedding. And yeah. I had a slideshow. And obviously, like everybody, all my passwords are the same for everything. So the password to get into my laptop is the same, you know. Oh, to, okay. to just for in, a minute there, I <laughs> felt like an arch criminal. Yeah. All your bank accounts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and that password but is. So, so, But the computer was at, the laptop was at like, up on a on a high bit, you know, on a sort of o- overlooking balcony. Right. And I had stood there to do that and it wasn't working. So I had to send a mate up and he was like, What's the password? And I had to yell it to the, and it's all the your entire passwords. wedding. I had to tell a whole Fortunately that no one but in I th- the audience stole I you my could, money.
3: I wonder if you could file that under not very helpful as Dennis Norton. you could fi- you know Dennis Norton? I wonder if you could file that one under not very <laughs> helpful? Because it isn't because poor old Stefford at the moment is being inundated. Probably his mum's phoning him up and saying, Have you tried <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Harry winks... 67 yeah. or whatever, you know, things your like Your birthday that. and your birthday backwards. Yeah, Have you t- some of your favourite players, you know, Derek Jeter, 42, you know, that sort of thing. Anyway, um, uh, that wasn't very helpful. Let us know, talksport.com forward slash H&J, text 81089, neither of those are my passwords, by the way. Text 81089, tweet to uh, TSH&J. Eric Dyer 6.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I've not gone down that route. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast
1: from Talksport. Lookman tears down the left before. Swings in a great delivery, and the header is
5: in. And Caballero has nodded
1: it beyond Hugo
5: Lloris. And with 16 minutes to go, Fulham are level in
2: North London. It's Spurs one, Fulham one.
3: Yes, uh, 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 yesterday we were chatting uh, on Paddy Power offering odds. At one point, they came in a bit uh, during the day. But if you fancied uh, Brighton to beat. Uh, City last night mm. at City and Fulham to beat Spurs as a double you are getting 101 to 1
0: not a good bet it turns out no. but still but still
3: I mean one ended up, up being a draw and, and you know 1-0 they kept it pretty respectable uh, did uh, Brighton but they're two clubs you would expect to be sort of as they say there or thereabouts towards the bottom of the Table towards the end of the season, if that's not being a, a bit too harsh on. Certainly, Fulham we were putting some results together, getting some draws and fighting their way out of it. So, we thought we would invite uh, representatives
0: of both clubs. Start a rivalry. Start yeah, well, the Brighton Fulham hatred. To right tell now. us how
3: they're feeling. A bit of a, you know, as, as both of them were action last night. To tell us how they're feeling and who they feel is better equipped to to stay up. Nick Sherpanics, journalist and Brighton fan. Sammy James is from the Fulhamish podcast. Good afternoon, both.
6: Good afternoon. Good afternoon, guys. Good
3: afternoon, Sammy. So maybe we should start. We should start, Sammy, with uh, that that result. <laughs> <last>. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, is, the hell, is, that, that's, g- is that Nick's the that's, dog? Yes. No, that's my no, dog. No, sorry, Sammy. What's the dog called? Is it? Is it? Has it got a Fulham-based name?
1: No, her name's Taffy. Oh, okay, um, fair she- enough. Just barks if anyone walks past the door, so um, sorry in advance.
3: I mean, Adamola or something like that. <laughs> exactly. I've gone down that route. So um, yeah, I mean, uh, this little run of results—it's not wins, which you could probably do with, but draws. But sort of, you must feel as like it's heading in the right direction.
1: Yeah, definitely heading in the right direction. Um, it's, it's weird to have five draws in a row because you want to say, yeah, we're, we're unbeaten in five, but you could also say we haven't won in seven. So it's kind of six to one half a dozen the other. But I think some of the performances in that time and some of the teams that we picked up those draws against, obviously one of them was the one-all draw against Liverpool, probably should have won that game really. And then last night against Spurs, had our opportunities towards the end to win it. And such an impressive performance throughout that I think if you look past maybe the actual points tally and look at the actual performances that Fulham are putting in, then... Yeah, us Fulham fans, yeah, are, are rightly over the moon right now. Meanwhile,
0: Nick, I thought Brighton gave a really good account of themselves, but they got in so many good positions to put the ball in the box and just point blank refused to do it.
6: Oh, welcome to our world. Um, that's just the, the story of the season so far. I mean, great up to about 20 yards out, then it all slows down. Uh, you know, a certain amount of dithering takes place. Um I think, the, you know, Pep Guardiola's a fan, but um, if he's such a fan, perhaps he'd like to lend us rain Sterling or, um, or Phil Foden or something, because it's in the last, those last 20 yards where it all fails to happen, I'm afraid. Uh, do
3: you, Sammy, do you both think there's three clubs kind of worse than, than, than your club? I mean, I we'll start with you, Sammy. Do you feel that? You look at the table and you think, yeah, I think we'll be all right because they're the three that are going.
1: I don't know if Fulham will be alright, but definitely I believe that Fulham, um, there are three weaker teams in this league. If you just look at the strengths throughout the squad and look at some of the players that we've got, the likes of, of Van Giesa and Lookman in the side, I definitely think that there are three weaker teams. Look, Sheffield United do look a bit doomed. It'll be interesting to see what happens after their win um, on Tuesday. I never know about West Brom and we, we know the Allardyce effect, but still they do look weaker than us. Then it's that kind of... Can we catch one of Brighton, Burnley or Newcastle? I still really think that as a Fulham fan, Newcastle are the ones... i'm I'm setting my sights on and and i know that newcastle fans might not be happy to hear that we play them on the last game of the season so that potentially could be a massive match if we can pull them into the mire but i'm just worried that teams like newcastle do just seem to pick up the odd win here and there you know the likes they went down to palace and they won two nil just on the break caught them on the count and that's the kind of win that newcastle can get so um i do think though that we have a chance of staying up if we can just keep up the performances because they speak for themselves at the moment. Nick, are your eyes on Newcastle as well?
6: Very much so. I will tell you how bad Newcastle are. We beat them, and there's only two teams you can say that. <laughs> well, this is the thing, you know. If you if you look at all, you know, if you look at all the stats, you know, the, the expected goals for and against, we should be eighth in the table. Uh, only Manchester City and Liverpool have conceded fewer shots on goal. But it's just, you know, and if we do actually manage to score two goals, we seem to concede two as well. Um, so that's what worries me, you know, that on, on on performances, we deserve to be, you know, I'd say not exactly comfortable. Who's ever comfortable in the Premier League? But we need you know, we deserve to be much higher up the table. But at the moment I'm I'm some with Sammy. I think Newcastle are the team that if if there's one team that you know, that looks to be out of it at the moment that can be dragged back in, I think it's them.
3: You'll be looking at your head-to-heads as well, Sammy. You've played already, haven't you? It was wasn't Nil-nil uh, just before Christmas, Fulham Brighton. Yeah, is that right? So the next one's uh, was well, not long, is it? Brighton Fulham. It's it's pretty soon. So, I mean, uh, you'll be looking to take points off each other, obviously.
6: Hundred well, percent. I mean, know, that, the, the game at the cottage was, you know, once again past season, goal disallowed, hit the woodwork. And uh, Nearly conceded a goal on the break. You know, so, uh, <laughs> if we can just avoid defeat by Fulham, I think at the Amex, that'll that'll be something.
3: Wow, you're not saying Sammy. What about you? Yeah, you you know you're feeling confident about taking points off of them
1: in a couple of weeks' time. I don't know. Actually, we didn't play very well against Brighton in that game, and and Brighton deserved to win it. And yeah, a couple of tight VAR decisions that were correct, but still. They went in our favour that day and we didn't really create an awful lot against Brighton. So I wouldn't say it's a clean cut that we're going to go down to the Amex and win. I'd like to see us try and play on the counter and maybe get results down there. But... Uh, I, I know you guys want a rivalry, so yeah, we're going to go down there and <laughs> trounce yeah, them. Yeah, and I, yeah. I hate everything to do with Brighton. <laughs> no, thank no. you. Well, we
2: I know are. you
3: don't. You're too nice, Fulham. <laughs> you me don't mean exactly.
6: That. Uh, I, I think you're right, there is, Sammy. There isn't, a, there isn't a there isn't a football writer in the country who doesn't like Fulham. I mean, they're a fantastic no. <laughs> club to deal with, and the cottage is a great place to go. But you know, if it's us or them, um, I'll hate them if you like. Yeah. But, um, <laughs>
2: um, I like yeah, this friendly
0: this friendly rivalry. rivalry. I mean, I think Angisa and 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 Lutman have looked really good. Uh, for Fulham, but Nick, I think you're, you know, Sanchez coming in goal, because I, I just presumed Matty Ryan was just a complete
6: fixture, but he's he's played really well, hasn't he? Yeah, no, Sanchez, I, I've seen Sanchez for the under-23s, so he, he's different from Ryan in that he comes off his line and, uh, you know, looks confident uh, going for crosses, but, and Ryan, you know, was part of this business of us conceding more goals than we should have done, so I think it was possibly a change that needed to be made according to the numbers, and uh, yeah, um, you know, it's it's, it's it just seems to be one of the things. You know, when things aren't going right for you, they they don't go right for you all over the pitch. I mean, it's it's true we don't score enough goals, but you know we're very weak from set plays and uh, yeah. So it's a lap of the gods, but um, I think you know the, I don't see us buying a, a striker in in January. I, th- I don't think they're going down that way. Um, and you know, as you say, you, as, as has been proved by uh, by people like Philippe Coutinho, you can you can buy. A strike for all the money you, uh, you want. It doesn't guarantee you goals. So I think they're going to continue the way they're playing. And there's hope that uh, something happens for them in the other penalty area. Good it's stuff. <laughs> well, good to talk, to Chip. Thanks brothers. very much for joining us, guys. Thank you. My
3: pleasure. Sammy James there from the Fulhamish podcast and Nick Shapanik, journalist and Brighton fan.
0: Uh, uh, Craig says, uh, references that uh, people don't understand, I said to my 18-year-old apprentice, I don't believe it. And he replied, what don't you believe and why are you saying it like (laughs) like that? Chris says, uh, on Names That Miss a Generation, I went to secondary school in 2001 with a boy called Adam... Adenance. I'd always make this stand-and-deliver reference thanks to my stepdad making me listen to his old vinyls. I got nothing for my mates, only the teacher, he said. Yeah, Adam Adonance. Adam Adonance.
3: The old the, the Adonance family. <laughs> you believe in that? Who's got a surname? At least he didn't go down... I believe everything he that's sent to me. didn't go down the fort. Yeah. Uh, Adam and the Ants. <laughs> Um, it, I'm not, but I'm not. You don't believe I'm, it? I'm, I'm not oh,
2: calling anyone a liar. Sense. If you I'm want not, it, I'm you, just, look, I'm anyway. just. Look that surname up and see if it exists. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport.
7: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times.
2: The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport.
3: Now, Harry Maguire. Yes, I'm aware um, of that.
0: I understand that reference. Yeah, you've got that one. He's the
3: centre-half Manchester United. Um, and he says that uh, he recommends that some of his teammates find out. He thinks all footballers, really, okay. should know a little bit about the history of the club they play for and i suppose they they kind of go into the club on match days and they see pictures of famous players and sometimes in the in the lounges and they'll go and get their man of the match award and there'll be a famous ex player i wonder if any of them go back and then sort of start to google the names of those people that guy played for our club i heard someone say he played 400 times and scored sort of 70 goals so but who was he i wonder how inquisitive they are because He's gone. To, he's he's gone to the length of saying. I think it's important you understand the history of your club. And he has recommended to teammates that they watch the Lawman, the Dennis Law documentary. Right, okay, that's good. Which is currently on Sky, mm-hmm.
0: and uh, the excellent Three Kings uh, documentary. All right. So, do you think uh, TalkSport? Anyone new to TalkSport should have to read Twenty Years of TalkSport or Alan Brazil's autobiography before they're allowed? <laughs> like I a might, test. I think Alan like might put them off.
3: Them. Yeah. I, well, I'm just wondering in the in the sense that you have a sort of uh, citizenship. Um, My wife had to do it. It's, honestly, the citizenship test. Maybe there should be a similar thing. I mean, the clubs don't care whether a player knows about the history of the club or not. But the idea that you'd have to answer. 10 simplest questions about Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United very before you're allowed to sign. I think so. It, it would be
0: interesting, wouldn't it? I mean, basics. They're very um, strange, those citizenship tests. You know, like somebody... My wife had to answer the questions on, you know, Scottish courts and, you know, like Offers Dyke and, you know, sort of strange architectural references to Northern Ireland. Quite a quite lot cool.
3: of things... Did, were there stuff in there that you didn't know? Oh,
0: yeah. None of you... No one would pass it unless they studied, studied it for a couple of months. We'd wow. all lose our citizenship. So and it, then where would we be? That would work on the basis that quite a lot of people that, that win citizenship in this country
3: know more about the country than quite a lot of the people. For that quite
0: a short period of time. <laughs> yeah. I think you, do you don't about retain it. much of it. No. She doesn't sort of occasionally hit you with sort of facts that you think, well, that's, that's <laughs> no, amazing. We don't need an interesting life, but it is more interesting than that. <laughs> I I do, like, I, do,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I do like the idea... Of you know, you want to sign for Chelsea? Sure. And okay, ten questions. Sit down then. Um, it's Ron Blank
0: Harris. Ron Blank. Ha- what was Ron's? Actually, that what was, was Ron's first, nickname. That was the first question I was going to think of yeah, for that's, Chelsea. That's weird, there isn't we it? Yeah, yeah that's, that's that a, that a would very good idea. It.
3: Manchester United. That would be good, wouldn't it? You'd you'd want to know uh, and. Uh, uh, Look, it's, a nice, it's never going to happen because the clubs don't care no, whether we could the, set the quizzes. know about it or not. I've
0: got an idea that definitely you will say save it for the weekend, but it's good to see Richard Garlick, uh, <laughs> you know, transferred to Arsenal from, uh, well, where was he before? I think he wasn't. Was he went to the Premier League? He was at the Premier League, League? Yeah, yeah, the Premier yeah. League to Arsenal. Yeah. Great signing for them. He's probably uh, try and play him in holding midfield, won't they, instead of Granit Xhaka. <laughs> Can you build a whole... Uh, can you make a spaghetti bolognese out of football administrators? <laughs> Save it for the weekend, Max.
3: It did strike us, of course. I mean, isn't the chairman of of um, Burnley is Mike Garlic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like too much garlic, no, but that... I'll make an exception uh, in this. But I mean, are they related? Are they the garlic brothers who've gone into the world of football admin? I, I don't know. Yes, I don't know it the just the co- if this was, it was just the first the question,
0: you know, when Arsenal next tried to sign someone, yeah, and they name say... Richard Garlic's
3: famous brother. <laughs> uh,
6: that would be
0: if you're signing for Burnley, uh,
3: for example, Mike's. Anyway, forget that.
0: Do you want some? Uh, do you know if Percy Tower was playing for Brighton? yesterday so I did some digging about Percy's I wondered when was the last because I presume in the 1920s every F- footballer was called Percy. You know it's not a very modern name is it Percy. No no no. So I got, a got lot in touch Percy's with, out there. Uh, Richard Jolly uh, who knows these kind of things. Yeah, he's um, good for he's no, good
3: for a, a obscure. He did one the other day didn't he? Wasn't he obscure Well, stat? R-
0: Well, Ryan Fraser was the shortest player ever to be sent off in the Premier League replacing <laughs> Tarek Lamptey <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. mid week. But anyway, Percy's if you're interested in Percy's. Um, uh, Percy Smith won the league with Blackburn in 1914. Percy Dawson also in the squad and the Percy has never won the FA Cup since Percy de Paravinit. Haravichini for Old Etonians in 1882. Um, uh, I got in touch with Perry Groves to find out if he was a Percy but now he said he (laughs) said uh, (laughs) being a fat ginger kid called Perry was enough. (laughs) 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 Percy Groves. Percival Groves.
3: A lot of people I saw came back saying all about Robin Van Percy but that doesn't count. That's going to be the
0: the CY. And uh, Adam Hurry who is great at football cliches said thanks to Percy Tower steam trains number one to eleven from the original Thomas the Tank engine lineup have now all been represented in the Premier League except for number eight, Duck. That's the only one left. Really, uh, you know, because I, I mean, I can't name all. Can you name all the Steam Train? If you want to get, if you want to, if you want to play yeah. for Thomas the Tank Engine, you obviously yeah. have to pass that. Test, it was, I kind of never Gordon really, I, Thomas. I didn't watch a lot of it. It was kind of it was my
3: kids weren't okay. as much into this it is, as they could have been. This is the, a
0: reverse reference. I never it? watched it
3: religiously. <laughs> I'd say. Um, we asked about those, some of those obscure references that that that, that completely go over your head, uh, which can come from uh, younger people or indeed older people. This one very much from older people. Got any Harold's, says Cameron in Shoreditch in right. London. Was the thing we'd say if we were catching a ciggy a few years back? We were no doubt referencing Harold Rag, a 1920s jockey. Because it had been passed down, Partick Thistle, uh, known as the Harry Rags, because it rhymes with Jags <laughs> as well as Fag. Enjoying the show, says uh, Cameron. But that's a reference. Eve, I wouldn't
0: have a clue. I mean, I'd probably guess. I'd work it out, but I wouldn't have a clue uh, this what is it from, was. This is from Dicky, who says, "Yeah, breaking news: Manchester City have today pulled out of a deal to sign Lionel Messi after he failed to recognise Paul Dickoff in a photo lineup." <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> right. What should the what should the questions be? Yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it, uh, Lionel? Um, just finish this song feed the goat feed the goat <laughs> feed the goat and he will do what <laughs> Leonor uh, Craig says question please, four please stop saying Percy I'm on a diet and I'm walking around m listening to this show oh yes. not many. not good many, many apologies Port Vow's chief executive is Colin Garlic says <laughs> stop it this what is it about the really garlic real. takeover of
3: f- football admin
0: why are there no onions and gingers running uh, running football? Why is it purely garlic?
3: Because, well, simply garlic is a slightly more common name than onion. onion or, you've got Graham onions, of course, but Absolutely. I don't know if he's thinking of going into cricket admin. We, you possibly will get
0: yourself a nice bolognese out of this. I've got some news for you, uh, uh, Paul, which is uh, Ricky Gervais is writing in the Star. He's oh, so yeah. lazy, he refuses to work past 3pm. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, And he is, I would say, marginally more successful than, yeah. than me. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm so lazy, I work such short hours that I've got to be twice as good to, to come out of it as good. I love working, but at 3 or 4 o'clock, I think that's enough. So I'm now going to adopt the... The 3 uh, o'clock. The 3 o'clock rule. so I'm done. I'll sit here. Can, well, you, <laughs> it's good you've given me an extra 13 minutes. God <laughs> well, bless you. I planned to read this out earlier in the show, but <laughs> there we are. You slightly killed
3: your own gag there, haven't yeah, you, by well, not uh, doing okay. it? That's okay.
0: Don't bring it up. No one will notice.
3: If you do want to set any questions for players joining in that kind of football citizenship test, I mean, uh, our own Johnny Owens has given us one of the films that um, that uh, Harry Maguire says that the Manchester United newbies... Uh, Ahmed Diallo tonight. <laughs> he's going to go home, isn't he? Their new winger. He's going to go back tonight. He's going to sit. He's going to watch The Lawman. He'd learn a lot from it. There's nothing wrong with that. It would be great, wouldn't it? That's what we always want. We want the players to be as invested in our club as that's we the, are. And that's the, never going to be they, the they case. they
0: need to understand the DNA of the club, Paul. Yeah. Otherwise, what can they possibly do? If they don't understand. That's why I always find it very strange when they talk about, you know, Lampard understands the DNA of Chelsea and Solskjaer understands the DNA of Manchester United is the DNA massively different between the two or is it not a football stadium and a pitch and some people running around trying (laughs) to score? If if you're going to strip it down to that, we might as well not
3: beer (laughs) because all the romance has gone out of it.
2: The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from talk sport. Comedian Dane Baptiste. Good afternoon, Dane. Good afternoon guys. How are you guys doing? You well? Yeah, we're not
3: too bad. Thank you. We're not too bad. So famous is your show.
4: Yes, indeed. Famous is my show. Um, how to describe it uh, famous I guess is to comedy and to black creativity what soccer AM is to like football so it's almost like a uh, online magazine where we cover like the movers and shakers uh, within uh, black and British culture as they're not mutually exclusive and we celebrate people that have contributed effectively to the culture and to the country um, and it's all done through our uh, league table which we refer to as the Nas Black which is very similar to the Nas Black but uh, yeah um, I feel like the clue's in the name so you know what that's about. I encourage everyone to watch it. As, as
0: someone who's presented Soccer from 2008 to 2015, I'm very much hoping. The glory years? The mate. glory years. Were the glory years in the same. Are We currently in the glory years of, of Baymus, would you say?
4: Um, definitely, yeah. yeah. I think uh, especially previous year has been the one about flux and has very much brought to the fore conversations about diversity, inclusion, and about equality and uh, race relations in general. Uh, you can see that being reflected in some of the conversations being had within football uh, as well as on the pitch, very obviously. And yeah, we're just kind of continuing the conversation and uh, recognizing uh, the value of even uh, football players uh, outside of football as well. So it won't be surprising for you guys to know that uh, Marcus Rashford currently sits at the top of the NASBLK. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> rightly, <laughs> rightly. So how, um, like, when you're having the meetings about what you talk about, like, how sensitively do you know? Presumably, as a comedian, you want to think you can joke about everything but you're talking about a subject that is very sensitive and we've talked about it a lot here. And, and, you know, we talked before about exactly how we want to articulate things correctly because we're talking about important subjects.
4: Um, I think uh, I, I've always kind of been aware of the sensitivity of people. I feel like as a comedian, I have probably have been a lot more surprised by how much more sensitive and I guess how more, uh, I suppose, volatile uh, conversations regarding race related have become in the UK over maybe the last decade or so. So um, I always use comedy as uh, kind of as as the icebreaker. I think, um, you know, we have the saying, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. And I think that's always been the approach of uh, British people in general, is to be able to use humour and sarcasm as a way of tackling taboo subjects. And uh, yeah, bomes um, is no different. Um, it, it's very blunt, it's uh, very on the nose in terms of what it's discussing. But we do find a way in it where we're not out here just trying to accuse audience members of uh, racial ignorance. It's really more about... Uh, an inclusive conversation, which I think we need in order for this conversation to be done perfect, properly.
0: Yeah, totally. And do, you, and do you feel like we're going in the right direction? You know, like social media has lots of positives, but it also, you know, it can bring a lot of people together, let's be honest, who are racist. Like like there are, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know in the conversations I've had, I don't know if we are, like by having these conversations, it, we need to have them, but if we are in a better place than we were 20 years ago or, or not.
4: Uh, if I'm honest, I probably wouldn't say when I say in a better place, I think we probably returned back to the conversation we began 20 or so years ago, and in some ways it's more it's intensified because that's what happens with uh, social media is that it brings democracy, so you're getting a number of different voices, and some of those are going to be detractors which are more extreme than others, and you'll have some voices that actually don't want to engage with those people. So I'm not sure, I'm not sure things have necessarily gotten worse. I think maybe the uh, landscape for the conversation has changed somewhat. So I feel like... Um, things are changing um, and that's probably more of a function of how society is changing as well. So I think with a a sport as inclusive as football, there's a massive opportunity for inclusion and for an inclusive conversation to take place. And I think now, even though it might seem in some ways to still have a big contingent of detractors, whether they like it or not, this conversation needs to be had. And I think if you look at football from a competitive standpoint, I think uh, English football in particular definitely has to concede that without Inclusion of whether it's uh, players and staff members, then it's only going to lead to you know underwhelming um, performances from the national team and from you know uh, players within the leagues, respectively.
3: So it's it's on the iPlayer, Dane, and it's uh, it, but it's on next week. Is that right? It's on next Tuesday on on BBC One.
4: Absolutely, yeah. So it's currently available on the iPlayer. So uh, please do check it out with a TV license, of course. Um, but for <laughs> anyone who wants to view it on special TV, it will be on BBC One at ten forty-five uh next tuesday on the 19th so people can check it out then as well but um yeah feel free to check it out twice and uh you know it's online so people let me know what you think especially those who may feel there's uh, people missing from the nas black um you know we want to include a lot of greats like you know your junior blisters and your john Regis, etc so yeah um essentially you know it's it's a democratic process with bemis and uh i as a comedian get to in- get involved in honest politics and therefore i'm a civil servant so i'm a man of the people so whatever people think they can let me know by watching the show
3: good stuff Um, now you do some we've talked football with you before and you do some good football bits and I was watching a little bit earlier on mean, I don't want to take your material away but it's out there in the public domain but I, I, it was a lovely bit you did, you said you don't like uh, getting into arguments uh, about football and who was better in football because if you, if you ever had a fight and it went to court, there's no way that player's going to turn up and, and defend you. <laughs> Which I thought was quite an interesting idea, wasn't it? The idea of, call Pierre-Emerick Bangmeyang and Harry Kane. So <laughs> Stop the proceedings! <laughs> I know right. that man. Yeah. He's a good man.
4: Yeah. And, no, and, no, and I, I was
3: better than me. that man. No, you weren't, sir. And well, yeah, t- it's a nice idea that the players, that the Players would step up to some sort of um, expert witness and who was the better oh, centre. At least they'd call this radio
0: station when you're doing, you know, top five midfielders. Skulls would <laughs> ring up and say, No, actually, I was better than Beckham yeah. in the class exactly. of I 92. Mean, century.
4: A jury of their real peers in court, that would be good. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd see
3: that. Who's so, the best um, if it turns to. I mean, so what, <laughs> what about Arsenal? What about. I mean, look, things have picked up. It feels a very different landscape a couple of weeks on. And uh, I'm going to imagine that you never know with Palace because when they turn it on, they've, they've got the weapons. But I, I would imagine the expectation. Is tonight that the Arsenal get three more points?
4: Uh, I'd like I'd like to think so. Yeah, I mean, as um, that's the commonality between both of these teams in this London derby is that you know they are they do sometimes characteristically underperform and then they surprise us when we least expect it. I think with Arsenal, they seem to be following a very similar pattern where we do kind of see nigh on abysmal performances and they're on up towards Christmas and then yeah uh, towards the new year they tend to do recover and begin to like climb up the table Um, it's very not it's not very good uh, from a cardiovascular perspective for Arsenal supporters but <laughs> um, yeah I, I'm, I'm relatively optimistic I know obviously Crystal Palace do have a few danger men in, in the form of Wilfred Zaha Ayu etc and then you know who knows what uh, Ben Tekel put his locker but at the moment I think with the current form particularly with uh, some of Arsenal's youth I think we have a really really good chance and I think if we do start off uh, well and solid, then um, I would expect a positive result, as I said, because, you know, seeing some of the performances, some of Arsenal's younger squad members, particularly um, Osaka, for example, I think is just a revelation. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic and, and and also I'm realistic in terms of the fact that, uh, you know, however Arsenal performed this summer, I really do, um, I'm very optimistic about uh, Mikel Arteta's dedication and his passion for the team and how he's able to identify with players and I think moving forward, I think with enough time uh, yeah, we can continue to see that a positive
2: trend continue. Fingers crossed. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport.
3: Here we go then. Andy has set another birthday spread. He'll be back tomorrow in the studio, but he set a birthday spread.
8: Good afternoon, Andy. Oh, good afternoon. Uh, enjoying the show? It's been fun, actually. Oh, <laughs> oh
3: that's so very much. Much. Was a, what, a solid mm. six out of ten, would you say? I'd say higher. Oh,
0: Oh, okay. okay. (laughs) What do you think of making a a spaghetti bolognese out of sports administrators? Paul's not not on board with that one. (laughs) Don't blame him. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, Jeff Peters is our official scorer once again after some pretty shonky scoring. That was a pretty sad indictment. Of the British education system. Mm. Not just us, the oldies, but uh, also our producer. Terrible maths. But Jeff Peters is on board with his calculator. He's ready to go. Good afternoon, Jeff. Good afternoon. Uh, welcome to the uh, the nerve centre. That's right. You got your effects? You got your effects? Oh you, you well, I did right? have, but they just suddenly stopped working. It was a lovely <laughs> image.
8: A it was a start. lovely image of uh... yeah. oh, 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 there, there we are. Right, I there see. we go. Now I yeah. feel
0: alive. they back. There we <laughs> are. <laughs> it's marvelous, isn't it? This is, yeah. Honestly,
8: I, I should say that Jeff has been insisting. Two producers have contacted me and said, Can Jeff have a list, <laughs> a prior list of all the birthdays and the ages? And I went, No, of course he can't. Well just just to speed up the Scoring, that was all. Uh, I, no, 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 no. It would mean me sitting down and having to type out a list of plates,
6: you know, <laughs> He's not prepared to put that, that, that kind of effort in. So anyway, the way it works <laughs> is this.
3: Ten birthdays from Andy. Max and I have got to guess how old these people are. You can certainly play along at home. Um, some you'll know, some you mm-hmm. won't. Andy will have a gilt-edge gag for each one of them. He promises oh, yeah. that's a cast-iron guarantee. <laughs> Or
0: your money back, and God, I'm um, parking the bus. I'm parking the bus today. Yeah, he's I'm not gonna, going. I went full he's... Bielsa last week. It was a disaster. I, I felt terrible. I really, I really let the fans down. So I'm going to. And I'm we have to try and guess all these people today. are. And
3: the smallest margin of error at the end of it, one with the lowest score effectively
0: is the winner. Yeah, I think Steve has tweeted me to re- remind me that the lowest score wins. Actually. The lowest so, score
3: wins. That's the key because you want to be a few years out of all these ten birthdays with the margin of error. Anyway, it all makes sense as we go. And give that, us hit. Where's Pele? <laughs> Here he is, Andy, first oh, birthday. Good, good
8: old fella. A uh, very happy birthday to the guitarist and producer, Jimmy Page. Wow. Jimmy Page. And uh, me and Jimmy, we, I don't know if you saw this, we went on Dragon's Den with the portable steps that we invented and used at the <laughs> presenter's house. Yes, we provided a stairway to heaven.
3: Oh. <laughs> what about that? OK, yeah, Jimmy Page with the guitarist for Led Zeppelin. Uh, the you R R f- are you going first, Paul? Who's going first? first? Who's Do you want me to go first? Yeah, why not? Uh, uh, Jimmy I'd say is probably older than he looks still
0: 72 72 I, I made a mistake because I, I knew who Jimmy Page was I should have gone first because there'll be next one will be you know Bethel <laughs> Wilmot and I'm not gonna, you know,
6: anyway 70 <laughs> 74
0: what is he Andy?
3: He's 77. Wow, I should have. Because he looks quite youthful. The hair's still long, you see. It's a terrible start Fantastic.
0: from Hawksby, but there's plenty of time. Yeah, it's by, OK,
3: so what's the score at the moment, Jeff? quite an easy one for you. Yeah, it's Paul Five, Max Three. Max in the lead. Come OK, on. here we go. Keep going.
8: And Next one. it's a happy birthday to the novelist Bethel Wilmot. I love her work. It's not, is it? I told you he was cheating. <laughs> yeah. I told you he was That's cheating. A, <laughs> yeah. It's Baroness Sally Hamway. Oh, Baroness Sally Hamwee, the chairman of the London Assembly, two thousand and one to two thousand and eight. And she comes with her own football song. I don't know if you've heard it. Hamwee, Hear the Baroness sing I can't hear up. <laughs> yeah, do da do do da do
2: da i finished that. I really wish there was any do da do do da do da I wish she'd gone
0: for it there, Andy. I wish she'd just gone full potty mouth. Why not? Um Baroness Sally, whatever she's called, is Hamwee is
3: Seventy-five. Okay, two thousand and one, two thousand and eight were years.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd go around that.
3: I'm gonna, I, I, I'm gonna go seventy-seven. You're such a safe player. I know his game. He's going. <laughs> so <I'm> playing safety. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sort of
8: he's sure. seventy-four. The old Ooh, Baroness.
3: Okay, so I, can't I think that what means I said. Jeff. Uh, he's still in the lead, isn't he? Yeah. So Paul is three
5: out. That takes him to eight. And yeah. Max is one out. That takes him to four. So oh, Max in on, the lead. Okay. The scoring oh, sounds yeah, quite yeah, simple. I still at the think moment. round
8: by round is more. Thrilling, but never mind. Okay. Okay, here we go. It's a very ha- <laughs> very happy birthday to the fine comedy actress from Cheers, Alley. Kirsty Alley. Ah yes. Uh, I played in a charity match Bunbury game with her and Alex Stewart. It really got quite tedious when he kept wicket to her. Bowling Alley. <laughs> 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 Beautiful. Um sixty. 60-
3: uh, 69, I'm going to go. I think you've over there. Yeah, boy. you are so. <laughs> really too. She's a bit younger, yeah? I think she's about <laughs>
0: 62.
3: Yeah, you know what? I've, I'm, I'm not having a good game today, but what's the answer? No. Seventy, Kirsty. Oh She's no! Oh, you got, me, you, got in, you got into me head, then, Max. Oh, I really did. I've you let myself down once again. I should have oh. just
0: gone. I should have just gone two years below. I was winning. Oh, okay. It's a
3: disaster. So, Jeff, what's that done to the scores? So,
5: Paul is one out. Max is eight out. Paul has nine. Max now in second place with twelve. Ooh,
3: place. Losing,
8: is losing. It I think it's amazing, isn't
1: going. So
3: here we go. In the next birthday,
8: Four. Yes, happy birthday to the TV producer, screenwriter, and creator of Grey's Anatomy from. 2015 to 2020 Shonda Rhimes Shonda Rhimes the screenwriter and producer and uh, Nigel Botherway invited her to his Christmas party with top angler Will Raisin, but neither of them turned (laughs) up, there was no or Raisin thank you <laughs> well Raisin is a real bloke by the way yeah, if you don't like, he
2: yeah
0: he's a real he's not making these names up That's Paul <laughs> said to me on Tuesday you do know you're on national radio but yeah, anyway yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, 58 uh, 58
3: Shonda Rhimes Shonda Rhimes uh, was the person who developed uh, 66 <sighs>
8: Ooh, 51. Ooh. No. Oh, OK. Oh, Come on.
0: That could be a game changer. Well,
3: not be? really. Only if Max... Uh, we'll, we'll see. Let's see what happens. I'm not saying well, anything. I'm very, I think
0: I'm very complacent, Paul.
3: OK. So <laughs> what's that done at the scores, Jeff? So after four
5: rounds, uh, Paul is 15 out on that one. Max is seven out. Paul on 24. Max
3: back in the lead with 19. Oh, it's nip and tuck. Andy, what's the next birthday? Number five.
8: It's uh, We've interviewed him before. Uh, a sporting great, George Foreman. Boxer and entrepreneur. And uh, I don't know if you know that George was going to go on I'm a Celebrity until the producers refused to let him have his favorite dessert. He said, I'm not doing it without a crumble in the jungle. (laughs) <laughs> blimey, blimey! That, that <laughs> Here we are. That is
3: Jeff.
2: Steve says, "Go on, Max. I've got someone supporting you." Oh, let's me, go this. Max. Pity
3: hashtag <laughs> team. Pity <laughs> tweets. I'm guessing. Seventeen. No, oh, no, I think it's. Oh, it's you, is it I you first? Me. Oh, it is you first. Oh, I do no. apologize. You can That's go. Okay. You know what I'm going for? I could have just been messing with your head. I there. was going to say seventy-eight, but I. you know No, you go. You go, go I, seventy-eight. I hope you trust me on that. i was yeah. going to say 78. Well, I'll go one jaw. higher. Eighty. I'm going to go eight. Eight oh blind eighty. George Foreman, blimey, I know, he's seventy two. Oh is really, he? sorry. I just keep seeing people as older. I don't know yeah. what it is today. Seventy two, so that's a disaster for me, but I it's can't. Maybe because you're
0: sitting next to someone so young for
3: once. Maybe it's just changed everything. <laughs> yeah, it's just skewed my <laughs> view of the world, yeah. So what's that done in the scores, Jeff?
5: Uh, well you're eight out, Paul, so you're on thirty two. Max, did you say seventy nine? I said seventy eight. Oh, 78. you said seventy eight, yeah, yeah. so you're two out. Well, Max, you are you are Building up a lead here. Paul on 32, Max on 21. I wasn't on. I wasn't two out. He's 72. I was six out. Oh, sorry. I beg your pardon. Yeah. (laughs)
7: <laughs> yeah, okay. Can you do the math? Yeah. Okay.
5: Just, just <laughs> yeah. You have to then do yeah. the scores, work. For works. some <laughs> reason, I had 79 in my head. So six <laughs> out. Uh, so you're on 25. So there's still seven between you. Okay.
0: Max in the lead. Can I just check? Sorry. Did you did you the, mark it, Paul it, it, from 72 or did you mark him from 79? No, I
5: did. I did do him from 72. Oh, okay. three so years competitive. Eight out. Yeah. Well, I, well, I so
0: had a terrible time last week.
8: There's no point. How is if this not better than round <laughs> by round scores? This, this is not the time to question old concept of the game okay, here we go, Andy. What's the next one? It's a very happy birthday to the <laughs> family. He's done quite well recently, yeah. Jeff Bezos, oh, yeah, Jeff oh, Bezos, he's done quite
3: well recently.
8: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I bought him a lovely present for his birthday before lockdown, but I'm not sure how to get it to him.
3: Oh, I oh, got you, yeah, just go. sling it over his fence. <laughs> yeah. um, I'd say, I'd see how he likes it. No, of course not. <laughs> Doing a fine job. Uh, well, that's, that's mine getting chucked over the fence next time. Uh, Jeff Bezos is
0: uh, 53. I think that's quite good. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I think that is good. I'll say 55. 55, okay. Uh,
3: what is it, Oh, 57. Okay. Oh, okay. He's just he's nerdling mm, now. Absolutely. He's just nerdling. Like he's just <laughs> little singles, little ones and absolutely. twos. He's getting Max. Mm. So he's, he's still in the lead, Jeff, isn't he?
5: Yeah. So Paul, you're four out. Max is two out. Yeah. It's Paul thirty
8: six. Max twenty seven. Oh, okay. The there is still wall. time. There's max always is...
0: time for a Bethel Wilmot Max's first. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs>
8: <laughs> it's the it's another writer, not Bethel, the of uh, Norwegian wood, uh, the great Japanese writer Haruki Murakami. <laughs> Ruki okay. Murakami. Here we He's go. He's very popular. He's got with a group of English fans who follow him absolutely everywhere. <laughs> Where we come from, Murakami
0: army. <laughs> very good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. There's a bit of a shot in the dark. Uh, f- 54.
3: 54. I think he might be a
8: bit older. 65. Ooh, this could be interesting. He's 72. Oh, Ooh, suddenly no. it's
0: game on. Oh, dear. Game, game on. on. <laughs> Okay. Um, you with us, Jeff? I know it's a big one. All right, young. Jeff. I know it's quite a lot of maths to do. He's had to take his shoes and socks off for this
5: one. <laughs> well, it is, it is It is. when Max is so far out. I have to yeah. work out. Yeah. Um, so, Paul, you're seven out. Max yeah. is 18 out. Oh. So now it's 45-43. Oh Paul is now in the lead. What a
3: game this is. <laughs> Andy, oh, it's a thriller. If you're Only driving, you might want to pull on. over. Don't worry want any car accidents. Come on. <laughs> oh,
6: the tension okay. is totally down. One of
3: the listeners says, I take it, Andy's writers have been firm. <laughs> <laughs> Very good.
6: Very
8: good Very work. Well, I shouldn't put their name on it. So.
3: Go on, then. Next, next birthday. <laughs>
8: Hains- Ainsley Dunbar, the fine drummer. Oh, Ainsley Dunbar. Dunbar, yeah. Yeah, I got sent off, actually, in a charity game after clashing with him. He hit me first, but I, I was the one who got the red card for Ainsley Dunbar retaliation. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> that's very
3: good. Uh, Ainsley was in... I, I think that Ainsley Dunbar was in Aswad and was in the okay, show called The right. Double Deckers as a kid. Oh, okay. as- as- yeah, as- yeah as- but his
8: famous band, the Ainsley Dunbar Retaliation.
3: Oh, yeah, oh, of okay.
8: course. Okay.
3: Uh, I think I'm the right person. Yeah, I think I am. Well, yeah, I'm not going to the Ainsley yeah, yeah, Dunbar. Right. yeah, yeah. Uh, um, uh,
0: Ainsley Dunbar, 62. What do you think? I... <laughs> Uh, well, I did have now twelve, so I've got some Aswad knowledge, um, but I didn't gauge get their ages in 1989. So that's a mistake of mine back then. But you can't. I'm thinking a completely the completely wrong person time. as well. So oh, I've yeah. got that horribly okay. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that horribly wrong. I was
3: thinking. I was thinking of someone else. Oh, clearly, really? Because he was not in the double deckers. Okay, right. Not in Aswad. Not
0: in Aswad. Producer's saying, wrap this up. Don't this is the best bit. <laughs> um, he wasn't
8: in Ready, Steady, S- Cook
0: either. 66.
3: What is he, Seventy five. Seventy five, yeah. He played with Frank Zappa, completely okay. the wrong bloke. I don't know oh, what it yeah. just scarcely came into my head. Oh. It's okay. Okay. So yeah. the sco-
5: what, what so do? uh so Paul is thirteen out, yeah. Max is nine out, Paul on fifty six, Max fifty four, it's turned round again. Oh, Max back in the lead. This
3: is so good.
8: Uh, what's next? It's uh, Joan Byers. I'm always very wary of. Uh, Joan Byers, the singer, I should say. I'm sure you know Paul, but for Max's sake. Joan Byers. So I'm, always, I'm always very wary of getting her a present. As last year, she flung it right back in my face. So I always say, Byers, beware. Okay, yeah.
0: Joan Byers. You got nothing <laughs> from Paul there. I know, Go on that, then, yeah. I know that feeling, Andy. <laughs> <Well, out. Nothing, laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> nothing but <laughs> <laughs> I've got caught up in the competition. My lack of All right, then. Cheers, now. Andy. Cheers for that one. Good effort. Uh, Joan Byers. <laughs> yeah. 78.
3: Okay, you're going to have buyer's remorse, you are. Because uh, I'd say, I'm doing them now. She's uh, 84. Joan Buyers is, I've lost her, there she is, eighty. Eighty. Oh, okay. Right. So is it, is it what? One left, two left, or what?
5: One left after one this left. One left. last one. Here we go. Right. So one. it's
3: Paul on sixty, Max on fifty-six. Only four between you. 56. And I go. Can I go first this time?
5: Uh, yes, I do you do go see, first. Yeah. Yes. So you I could go.
3: play dirty. You could play. Okay. here We go then. Sixty. No. Should it be
5: Max going first on this last one? Because you went first on the first one. Mean
3: Max, mean Max, mean Max, mean Max. Well, I like yeah, get joined right. by It's Max, but, it is okay, Max. Fine, yeah, right, go. It doesn't matter. Yeah, You've got fine. to have a system. On, OK. The, but not Yeah. Okay.
8: Final bath <laughs> of the day Bethel is uh, the... No, the guitarist and singer from the Bangles, Vicky Peterson. Vicky oh, yeah. Peterson. And Vicky's just re- uh, re-recorded a version of her biggest hit with the former Ipswich midfielder, John Walk, <laughs> like an Egyptian. <laughs>
0: Fantastic. For the wind in the rain.
8: Known as VP.
2: <laughs> it's right. in the band, yeah. oh, Guitarist
3: in the bangles. Guitarist in the bangles, yeah. Go on, go on Max. Times are pressing.
0: Yeah, this matters, Paul. Not, not really. <laughs> not not massive. No, not really. Yeah.
3: 56... Fifty-six. Um, I'd go, go, go four out. I'll go sixty. Uh, she is. Hold on. She's sixty-three. Oh, so I might have made it a draw. Haven't I made it a draw? It's it's a replay. No, I just, I like a draw. I think I've made it interesting. Yeah, I should have gone, should have gone. I've got
8: tiebreakers. I rejected three gags. Oh, the producer's got his head in his
3: hands. (laughs) Go on, let's have a quick tiebreaker. It's a draw, Jeff. Can you confirm it's a draw? It's a 63 apiece. Okay, Okay, this is the tiebreaker. I goes first. Here we Uh go then, quickly, Andy. Okay, very quickly. Write them down, a draw. The actress,
8: Anna Calder Marshall. Anna Calder Marshall. Anna Calder Marshall, did she? Yes. She, she well, basically, she helped deliver my firstborn. Anna called a midwife. So. Okay.
3: <laughs> do you know who she is? I've never I never. Do you know of what? Her. I know the name really well, but I can't I think. Know. Okay, we're going to write a number down. Myself and Max. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go. Um, okay, I've uh, I've written down. I've written forty one. <laughs> I've written sixty nine. She's seventy
8: four. Oh, oh. 74. come
3: on. Come on. Well, look, times are pressing. Thank you once again, Jeff. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Good top you. work. Thank uh, you, Andy.
8: And thank you, Andy. You're back tomorrow for no, one. Pleasure. I'll be, see you tomorrow. Yeah. yeah,
2: good. There we are. The Hawksby
8: and Jacobs
2: daily podcast from Talk Sport. There
3: we are. That was this afternoon's show. I nicked it at the death there, didn't I? I just nicked it at Honestly, the death.
0: Honestly, I, I, but I feel like after last week, I did myself justice. I think the fans can go home happy knowing that I put in a good I, performance. Yeah. I think I think there's absolutely no disgrace in the way you
3: we lost. go again. We go, we go again, again next
6: week.
0: So uh,
3: thanks for listening. Andy returns tomorrow. For I'm gonna have the clips of the week and lots more. Besides, have a good evening.
2: You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four p.m. on Talksport. Hold
3: up.